0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Taboo. Before we start this episode though, we definitely just want to take the time to thank you all for rocking with us. I cannot believe that we are going into our seventh week. Well, by the time this episode is out, it will be the seventh week of Taboo being up, and it's just a dream come true. We said it so many times, but this wouldn't be able to be possible without you guys so thank you for taking the time week after week to tune in with us listen to what we have to say and and, give
1: feedback yeah i was
0: gonna say and give feedback because you guys have been so active on our instagram and make sure you guys can stay active in our email as well on our personal instagrams like we loved hearing from you guys we love hearing suggestions or just what you think about the episode so again thank you guys so much and
1: since this is week seven we're gonna get into a touchier topic we're gonna start talking about consent this week So when we were discussing what we were going to talk about, we started thinking about how we define consent. Mm -hmm. And when I say that, it sounds super subjective when in in reality what we're talking about shouldn't be subjective to us. Definitely not. But I found like thinking about it myself, I'm like, okay, what is consent to me? What are the key elements of consent?
0: just growing up I was mm-hmm. taught that consent is being able to say yes or no mm-hmm. to a situation but it's so much more than mm-hmm. that it's more than just saying yes or no one time and then continuing with it it's like because everyone it's very black and white when it comes to those things it's like mm-hmm. I said yes to this I said yes to yeah. this, I said no to this when it comes to sexual acts there's just like this whole area that's just like well it could be a little different but consent to me is just I being guess, yeah. comfortable mm-hmm. with what's going on around you and knowing it's not a Pressured, comfortable it's it's at like i'm at peace at what's happening i will not regret this later this is why that's always what i think consent is
1: i think yeah well then that goes into it being voluntary so like freely given and then overtly given which is like clearly stated i clearly made it clear that this is what i want to do Mm -hmm. um so that being said like i feel like those are the most integral parts of consent yeah but uh, when I was in school, I was learning about something called enthusiastic consent. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Um, but enthusiastic consent is basically a positive affirmation instead of the absence of a no. Mm. So, like, if you're having sex with somebody, just because they didn't say no doesn't mean that you should continue. Right. Like, the absence of a no doesn't automatically mean yes. Right. So, enthusiastic consent, practicing enthusiastic consent would be saying, like, do you want to do this, yes or no? Mm -hmm. So that the person is given the opportunity to say yes. Right. Um, But then I found, like, this was super tricky because I also ended up learning about uh, responsive arousal. And basically what responsive arousal is is... Let's say you've been in a relationship for a long period of time, a marriage or just like any long-term relationship. Yeah. Your partner may not always want to have sex when you want to have sex. Exactly. So responsive arousal is when both partners are open to the idea that one partner may be ready to have sex and you're not, but the partner that's not ready to have sex is open to the idea of it. Mm. And so um, the partner that's ready to have sex will do things with, the partner that's not ready to have sex in order to get them aroused. And the Mm. person that's not necessarily on go from jump is open to that response of arousal. So like foreplay or whatever the case may be in order to get them in the mood. Right. Because at the end of the day, if you're consenting to it and if you're okay with it then you're like you're open to doing that Mm -hmm. and so your body will naturally become aroused and it won't be a negative experience for you because this is the person you like and you consented to right
0: and this is when i when i hear that i think of um just people in relationships who have spoken about just like not wanting not Mm -hmm. being the headspace to have Mm -hmm. sex not wanting to have sex Mm -hmm. or do any sexual acts and their partner kind of like forces it on them because the flip side of this is that like they will have those moments where you're in a relationship and the person feels entitled to your body right because they're your partner with, yeah they're your partner you. so they think like at any time that i want it i should be given it right and i feel like that's where the consent gets a little gray
1: those are the key aspects like it being freely given and overtly given but sometimes it's not necessarily an on thing right responsive arousal is something i feel like a lot of people don't think about because it no means no right but like if that's someone you love, I'm not convincing any. By the way, like if you don't want to do it, then don't do it. I'm just saying, if that's your partner and you love them, and you do want to, but your body's just not there, and so your mind is not there, like just think about responsible arousal, and if that's something that you'd be open to, and which is why I just said sometimes consent can be tricky because mm-hmm. in those situations, like you s- just said, if it's a long-term relationship, it's like how could I say no, but also I'm allowed to say no, exactly. and I don't owe you anything exactly. just because you're my partner.
0: So, there's a lot of gray areas, as you mentioned before, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of issues around consent. It's Consent is pretty taboo, but, like, what do you feel like is the main issue about it?
1: Um, I guess I would say the main issue is that people are trash at communicating. Mm. So, like, at its core, consent is just straight-up communication. Yeah. If you're with somebody who's just a one-night stand, or if you are with somebody that you just met, mm-hmm. or you're with somebody that you're not that emotionally close to, there's no friendship... Mm-hmm it's hard to have the conversation of consent because you guys have never really communicated about anything worthwhile or anything that's like holds any weight. So if you're with somebody that you maybe shouldn't be with, it's going to be that much harder to have the conversation, which Mm -hmm. is why I feel like if this is somebody you're not used to communicating with, it might be super hard for you to be like, wait, I'm not okay with this. And that's why I was even thinking about it's not easy for us to discuss sex period but the things that we don't like while we're already having it with someone becomes that much harder so like uh i've been in situations where like i really like a guy we haven't been together for that long but i really like a guy and i'm scared to kill his ego Mm -hmm. because i know he wants to do this and we're doing it but i'm not happy like i'm not satisfied it's hard enough to talk about what i don't like let alone the fact that I don't want to do it. Yeah, And I've been in situations where I've been with a guy and we did have sex. And then afterwards, I'm so turned off from that experience that I know I like them emotionally. But now I don't even want to consent to a second time because I'm like,
0: that was horrible. Not only
1: was it horrible, but you made me feel disgusting. And this
0: is why this is exactly what I was thinking when I was just like thinking of this question. Mm hmm. Um, I just realized I didn't know the person as much as Mm -hmm. I I wanted to or as much as I thought. And so I lose my voice in the bedroom, especially if I'm not comfortable. I'll lose my voice in the bedroom. 100%. And so once I lose my voice in the bedroom, I can't talk about what I like, what I dislike. And that's not fair to me because I want to be able to speak up. I want to be able to say, hey, you're doing this wrong. Mm -hmm. Hey, this is not what I like. Like Mm -hmm. This is not happening. So anyway, going back to it, it's just like, it leaves a lot of of room for assumption. Mm -hmm. And I think the main issue about consent is that when you don't get it, when it's not properly addressed yeah a lot of it comes back to the Bill Cosby situation or the Harvey Weinstein situation or just realizing later on in life that hey like that was not something I wanted to happen Mm -hmm. and then you kind of have like not regret but like resentment Mm -hmm. towards this person Mm -hmm. because it's like
1: resentment is the word
0: because it's yeah it's a resentment because like you can see that that person didn't intentionally mean to harm you Mm -hmm. but when you're looking back at it it's not something you wanted to happen. Yeah. It's not something that you were okay with at the time, but you didn't feel comfortable enough speaking up. Yeah. And it's like, if they just took that second to say, hey, are you okay with this? Mm-hmm. Or do you want this to go on? Or ask you throughout. Mm-hmm. This person is taking the time to be thoughtful enough mm-hmm. and caring enough to say, okay, I want her to have a good time. Right. I want this to be an experience for both of us. So let's continue to, let me just keep asking her. So I just feel like, realizing after that you didn't want that to happen happens more often than not and that's where guys get like caught up and Mm -hmm. i feel really bad for them because they do get caught up in the situation where later on the line it's like i didn't rape you and it's like no i didn't rape you didn't rape me but like i didn't want that to happen
1: yeah yeah and i oh god that's i feel like it's super taboo but it's the truth of it, because even when I was younger and I was like first gaining experience, I guess, there were tons of situations where it's not even like I had sex, but it was like a sexual encounter. Exactly. And I did not want it to happen. Mm-mm. There were times where I I wanted a guy to like me, so I was afraid of telling him to stop what he was doing, yep. because I was afraid that he was going to not like me anymore if yep. I didn't continue to do what he wanted yep. to do. And this... Goes into coercion because, mm-hmm. like, my body language said no. Mm-hmm. Like, the lack of eye contact, the like closing off my body, lack the of shrinking arousal, up. Mm-hmm. lack of arousal. But not even arousal. And I'm just gonna like butt in because. Physiologically, our bodies do things without us controlling them, especially for women. There's tons of studies where we can watch a video of nature Mm -hmm. and we will become wet. Mm -hmm. That's not like that's just us. That's just normal. And a lot of guys use our physiological responses and say, well, she wanted it. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Nipples hard, like whatever the case may be. And they use that as an excuse to say, well, you wanted it. Mm -hmm. Like your body was responding and it's like that's. That's my default state. Right. Like. (laughs) If if you could
0: tell my entire. Like all my body language is telling you no. But like my actual body is like obviously doing what it's. Exactly.
1: Your physiological responses to things are not a good excuse as to why you did what you did. But I'm just saying body language, period. Yeah. Pay it like I'm just asking you guys to pay attention to it, especially if you have like young women and men in your life that you can influence. I was in so many situations where it was so clear Mm -hmm. that I was not okay with what was going on, but I let it happen anyway because I was afraid of him not liking me. Yeah. And he wanted it so bad that I was just scared. Like yeah. and afterwards like you said, I end up resenting that person because I'm like you didn't you couldn't tell that I I didn't want to do yeah. that. And then they're always like, "Well, you did it." And it's like, "Okay, I get that I And just because scared. I did
0: it doesn't mean and this is I hate saying this, but like, just because I did it doesn't mean I wanted to." Yes. And it's like, "No, I know I shouldn't be doing things I don't want to do, but like we said, this is such a great area. Exactly, it's just it's a it's part touchy. where it's like where you want the person to like you, or where you feel bad because along with coercion goes into guilting, mm-hmm. and that guilt trip. First of all, I just found out in 2021, and mm-hmm. I'm embarrassed to even say this out loud that blue balls do not exist.
1: <laughs>
0: the way I was shocked out of my mind when I heard the, because guys, literally, I guys and gals, sorry, I've heard this growing up my entire life mm-hmm. that if you do some stuff with a boy, and then you decide to stop.
1: They'll have blue balls. Because
0: you decide to change your mind in the middle of it, which you are allowed to do. That goes Mm -hmm. into consent as well. But if you decide to change your mind, the guy will, will get blue balls. And so do you know how many guys have guilt tripped me into saying oh but I'm in pain I'm in you pain know? like it's gonna hurt me later like oh my Ugh. god why are you doing this to me da, 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 da.
1: I hate that line why are you doing this oh to me? oh my gosh you just triggered no, it's, me it's literally
0: triggering <laughs> oh my god the amount why, of times why are you doing this to me because I don't want to do this because I don't feel comfortable anymore and just because I agreed to do it in the beginning I changed my mind right. I do not want to do this anymore exactly. and I am allowed to do that but because of you freaking men sometimes <laughs> <laughs> and your messed up ways you know what ladies i'm not getting you off the hook either because we are culprits of this too we feel i'm gonna have to talk, i'm gonna have to talk to y'all i'm sorry. what are you about to say we feel very entitled to men's bodies because we feel as though if i'm a lady and he is a man we get mad at their animalistic instinct mm-hmm. to want to Pounce on us twenty four seven. But if a guy doesn't want to pounce on us, we're like, what the hell? He must be gay. Yeah, yeah Or he right. must be this. Or if he's not attracted to me, obviously he would want to, you know, have mm-hmm. sex with me. Like he's supposed to have sex with me. No, he's not yeah. supposed to do anything he doesn't want to do. Just like, just like you're not supposed to do anything you don't want to do. Because, uh, and this is why, like, whenever I'm having a sexual experience, even if I'm joking around, I always start off with, "Can we have sex now? Mm-hmm. Do you want to have sex?" Mm-hmm. That makes me happy mm-hmm. because I know that's my little way of saying. Can I have? Are, you good? are, you like, are yeah. we good to do this? Yeah. Because if your response is, even when I was with my ex, at a certain point, I'd say, can we, do we, can we have sex now? Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, oh, I'm just not in the mood. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, that's it. Yeah. That's how it's supposed to go. And guys are entitled to that too. Yeah. Guys are entitled to have that moment where they should be okay with what's happening too. Because a lot of men, you don't talk about it. And I understand that because it's like, why wouldn't you want to have sex with a girl? Yeah. But... You are not you are allowed to not want to do that.
1: Absolutely. So
0: that's why I just want to talk to ladies and just remind you guys that consent does not only go one way and it especially for lesbian relationships, for all the relationships on the on the sun, gay relationships, you have to ask your partner, Are you okay with this? Or even if it's someone that you're with, because the clarification is needed and like you said, it goes back to communication.
1: Yeah, I think that at the end of the day what we're just trying to do with consent and a whole bunch of other things is break down these socializations because yeah. I It's unacceptable that women feel so entitled. Mm -hmm. When we were discussing having this episode and this topic as an episode, I was just like, I was never in a situation where I was really the one to initiate things Mm -hmm. in the first place. So it's not like I really had to think about were there any times that I I pounced on somebody without asking. But the fact that I'm 23 and I've been with enough people to have that experience of there's never been a time that a guy... I've been with, or went on a date with, or whatever the case may be, did not then try to initiate having sex with me. Very true. So it's like, I don't feel entitled, but it's just more of like a socialization. Like, I'm used to, if a guy asks me to go out on a date, Mm -hmm. if a guy hits me up, if Mm -hmm. a guy wants to see me late at night, that's what you're coming to see me for, Mm -hmm. or that's what you want to see me for. And I'm not saying that in a degrading way, I'm just saying even though sometimes it is, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm just saying that to say we've been, it's usually the men who are like, well, if she wants to Netflix and chill, she should already know what she's coming over for. If she's coming over to do this, then she should know why she's coming over. Right. And it's always like, it's, it's a double-edged sword because, yes, I feel like part of it is the fact that women feel entitled and it's not okay. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when you show up to a guy's house and you don't want to do what he assumed you were coming here to do then it's like you didn't you didn't know this is you so didn't true. know this is so, so, so now it's like i always have to think on my toes like okay he's probably gonna want sex yeah and i we have to move differently yes i think
0: that's so funny because like i will i would be very hesitant to go to a guy's house some guy hit me up on instagram exactly we're talking we're having a good time i'm sorry to cut you off but we're talking about having a good time everything's cool he asked me out and i'm like all right fine let's go out he's like no no no, you can just come to my house and we can chill yeah, over my dead body, bro. Exactly.
1: exactly yeah. Like, are my you dumb? Point. Are you
0: dumb? Did you really just ask me that? What do I look like? And that—that's because I equate it. Yeah, we all do. If like, you ask me to come over your crib, I know what the I vibes what are. I know it is. You're gonna get a little drink and mix. Exactly. Me. <laughs> and then five seconds later, it's gonna be a little touchy, touchy, feely, feely. Don't touch me.
1: Exactly. And that's why it's—it's it's just irritating because in the same. Um, breath guys on Instagram will like hit you up to do something mm-hmm. and you'll automatically assume the worst like they'll ask you to come over or something and you're mm-hmm. like no cause I don't wanna I'm sorry I just don't feel comfortable and they're like why and you're like because coming to your house insinuates blah 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 and the first thing they always say is why do girls always think that that's all you wanna do baby <laughs> baby let me break it down for you real Please quick. break it down to him. the reason I always feel that way is because if that wasn't the case then we would go outside period
0: we would go outside there's too many goddamn I don't give a damn if it's COVID-19 <laughs> there is too many goddamn activities outside we could sit in the goddamn we could park. take a we walk take a stroll on the beach baby listen to some music
1: and, then lift with a car. Yeah. and so it. even like when I I've been to I went to a guy's house actually in 2020 mm-hmm. um it was my first time hanging out with him and it ended up being exactly what you know you'd go to somebody's house for but yeah. that first night it wasn't mm-hmm. the first night it was just really chill we got to know each other we played a game we drank some wine nothing happened right that was like him kind of i guess debunking again the idea that going to a guy's house insinuates that you want to have sex and that he wants to have sex too that is true but at the same time I don't owe you giving you that benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Because the first thing you would say if something did happen and I wasn't okay with it was, well, she came to my house. She right. knew that this was my house. Mm. So at the end of the day, it all goes back to coercion. Mm. Like, because we're used to our experiences more often than not. Okay, like, we start off doing stuff at whatever age we start doing stuff at and the guys are usually more excited to get into it than we are and most of those situations we were coerced into doing something we know we weren't ready to do Mm -hmm. at least speaking for myself i know for a fact like most of my early experiences i was not ready for whatsoever but i felt like i said i felt so afraid that he wasn't gonna like me or like i was gonna be labeled as something else or i was gonna lose him which is so stupid, looking back yeah. at it. But that was that was the truth of it. What so most of most of our experiences have been coercion from men. Like, why don't you want to do it? Like, I nothing's gonna change. Like you said, that she really liked me, mm-hmm. or we've been together, or we've been talking for this long, right. or I'm not gonna be with anybody right. else. All of these reasons why it's like they're trying to convince you to be like okay it's okay like when it comes to like our bodies and sharing a space sexually with anybody that's sacred Can't it may not be seen as sacred like i'm not saying in a religious way or like my body is a temple even though i i do feel that way about a temple, mine yeah. um, a lot of people don't feel that way though mm-hmm. a lot of people feel like my body is just a vessel mm-hmm. and my soul is what's really a temple and my body doesn't matter as that much that is very true um but I do look at my body as a temple and who I let in matters to me. So I don't tolerate the coercion even anymore even though it's super hard for me sometimes. Mm.
0: So I've kind of had a different experience in that sense. So, and I hate to say this out loud, but as I'm evaluating it right now, I think my consent like level mm-hmm. went backwards as I grow up because when I was younger, I don't know what it is, not younger, but when I first, uh, you know, just started getting mm-hmm. into that stuff, I lost my virginity at 16. Mm-hmm. The first guy I was with, was very, very nice. The entire time, he kept saying, is this okay? Are you Mm -hmm. okay with this? Are you okay? My next boyfriend after that, are you okay with this? Is everything okay? I'm I'm like, is this what Mm -hmm. you want, right? As I got older, it kind of felt like guys were like, it's a grown woman. Mm. She knows what she wants. If mm-hmm. she don't want something, she will speak up. Mm-hmm. So that consent went out the window. Mm-hmm. That that love that moment where it's like, is this okay? Is this okay? Obviously, it's okay because she's liking it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, okay because she you know did this or mm-hmm. is moving this way or it's, she like like I said, it's a grown woman. When you're younger, it's kind of like oh you know if you're with guys yeah. who are conscious of that, which gratefully I was, but like they don't think to when you get older they they don't think to. Check do that in. anymore. They yeah, assume, They don't. assume, like you said, again. Again, with the assumptions, she came over here. She drove her behind over mm-hmm. here. She knew what time it was. It's Friday night at 9 o'clock. Yeah. She know what time we on. And it's like, that is so crazy to me because I'm thinking back now. I'm like, damn, when I got older, like, it just went out the window. I wish yeah. I could. Now nah, I wish I am going to change that. I'm going to bring it back because what I, I don't want to happen is... Anything. I I don't want to regret anything. Yeah. And it's definitely happened to me a couple times before, and Mm -hmm. I don't want that to ever happen to me again.
1: Yeah, especially when I feel like I'm glad that you got to give your perspective because I just have the opposite way of things now. Yeah. I regretted a whole bunch of stuff from when I was younger because I was afraid of something. Right. And now it's like, I literally will not play. Like I'll be like, I'm gonna go home now. Right. Like, and there's been a situation where I was getting like, you know, things were getting hot with a guy, and he didn't ask me if i was okay it's a character flaw for a man at this point i'm sorry but it's it the is. truth because you have seen situations that turn left all because you didn't you failed to communicate effectively during sex and it happens in a whole bunch of situations but when you're with somebody and things are getting heated and you think that just because y'all are kissing or making out and there's tongue she automatically wants to go further i remember being with a guy i've been with a few guys actually who said to me um If you kiss me like that, you already know what's going to happen.
0: Oh, my God. Bro,
1: hold up. (laughs)
0: <laughs> hold up bro hold up no <laughs> like, like what you mean what's gonna happen no. what's gonna happen no nothing i don't want to have no absolutely not <laughs> you're not
1: touching me that's what's exactly like you bugged out when you said that i wish somebody would say that to me
0: today because i would looking at him crazy like that's mad funny. i'll leave you know it's crazy like when i used to hear that song I'm like, oh my god yeah you know he into me no that's creepy as hell no you're
1: saying you can't handle a seductive kiss because you won't be able to like have self-control yeah are you okay you know
0: i've gotten the so many times because like i've been through periods of like abstinence mm-hmm. where guys are like oh your willpower is so strong da, 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 da. N- n- no it's not baby i can control my goddamn y'all are
1: just pathetic like
0: you're pathetic if you're telling me you can't kiss me and go home that's all right baby and you'll be all right exactly
1: that's not me saying like oh i want to start stuff and not finish it no that's not that at all but y'all i'm, I'm me reading is, the room this is a genuine question what happened to a good makeout session? I just want to know. Mm, I, have not, I
0: just want to know. I'm telling you, right. abstinence will teach you how to appreciate a good, good makeout, makeout session. session.
1: I remember when I was in middle school and I had this, my first boyfriend, right? and I called it, and I would just love to make out. It was so walk. fun. I loved kissing him. And even now, that's when I know if I really like somebody, yeah. it's like we can just kiss. And yeah. like I don't have to go any further. At the end of the day, you don't have to go further. Like, it doesn't always have all the to time. Lead to that. I get that that's... You know, sometimes we have agreements or like, we're in situations where we don't want to be in an exclusive relationship and that's fine, but try to still enjoy that person and, like, yeah. whatever they're offering, everything doesn't always have to be an all-or-nothing deal. Mm-hmm. And even, like, that's why... It still goes back to consent, where it's like someone kissing you a certain way or even like feeling somebody up doesn't mean enter here.
0: Yeah.
1: Because I've also been in situations like that where it's like, okay, I'm okay with you touching me there. And then like you want to go into the panties. And I'm like, you're no, doing a lot. You're nah. doing too much. Yeah, you're doing too you're much. You're moving much. mad fast. I wasn't there yet. Like, forget arousal because I might be aroused, but mm-hmm. um, like mentally and emotionally, I'm like, in my hold head,
0: up. I i not kiss you, I'm like, you dragging it. Yeah, right you're dragging like, yeah, it. Man- you're taking it too far. This is the part where it gets challenging, though, because say you're in a session. We can mm-hmm. use that, for example. Okay. And then, uh, you know, he says, is this okay? Yes. Mm-hmm. Starts moving forward, starts moving forward. He doesn't ask that anymore. This is where consent gets challenging because you have to, like we just said, periodically ask, are you okay with this? Are you okay with this? But does it take away from the experience of it all?
1: Women find... So for men, I, I can't speak for you guys. I don't know if you just don't find consent sexy, but for women... I hope I'm speaking for the majority of us where it's like, we find communication, good communication at that, sexy. If a guy knows how to talk to you Mm -hmm. and he knows who he's dealing with and he treats you accordingly, Mm -hmm. then he asks the question, is this okay? Yeah. And even if it is that person, by virtue, naturally, usually, they leave enough room for you to be like, wait, I'm not comfortable with this.
0: Yeah. But what I'm trying to get at as well is that point of, where is the point of no return? Do you feel... Like, because I'm using the make-out section as an example. Like, because he
1: doesn't ask after you guys have already started, yeah, like, going like, down that road.
0: Because I wanna, what I want to get across is that we can turn around mm-hmm. and say, I actually don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but then mm-hmm. it gets to that point where the guy's like, but what the hell do you mean?
1: I don't feel like it's tricky, but I do understand how it can be difficult yeah. to say in the middle, like, you're going down that road. Even, like... I know, but that's why we just have to respect people's boundaries. Because, mm. yes, I do. I feel like it could be hard. Because we all have different levels of comfortability with different acts. Mm-hmm. So, like, even, for example, kissing. Okay, I said okay. Yeah. Like, let's say, like, you're filling me up. and filling you up. Okay, fine. When you start unzipping your pants, I didn't ask for that. Like, take it I didn't easy, ask, sir. I didn't ask for that. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: Got too much dip on yeah. your chip.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or even intercourse involves oral sex for a lot of people. Very for true. most people. So, mm-hmm. like. I'm. There are a lot of people that are good with oral sex, but penetration, they're not cool with yet. I don't
0: know what you're doing. Baby.
1: There's levels to this, mm-hmm. so and that's for a lot of people. And there are people where, like, I was with a guy one time where I did not want him to kiss me at all. Oh, I know it's true. backwards, but it's true. Though. But it's like I didn't understand and Yeah, tradition. and she was. Yeah. I, guys, I was with a guy like mm-hmm. two years ago. I really enjoyed like what we were doing. Sexually. Doing the deed exactly. <laughs> we had a great time together but I did not like the way he kissed me. So mm. I asked him to stop kissing me. And sometimes he would be like, can I kiss you? And I'd be like, uh-uh. Ah, ah, Damn. Don't do that. It's like, now I'm like a bad that. person. You my business, don't do that. <laughs> do not kiss me. Because it takes away from my experience and then I become turned off and now the experience has become a negative experience for me because your tongue in my mouth just didn't so well in my mm-mm, spirit. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And so like, Consent matters in a lot of different aspects, which is why I feel like what a lot of people end up going back to is Well, then maybe you shouldn't be doing things with people that you can't communicate with because we're like Had we just taken more time to get to know this yeah. person then we wouldn't have been in the situation in the first place Absolutely. Which means if I was more comfortable to have a conversation with them I wouldn't be in the situation in the first place mm-hmm. But that brings in another tricky aspect of consent Which is what happens when you've been with somebody for a really long time and they feel like they have full access to your body This is
0: great because I want to get into the gray area. The main one I wanted to go on to was when you're intoxicated.
1: I wanted to talk about that too.
0: Yeah, because this is rough. There's so many... I feel like I'm at a tug of war in my own self, in my own mind, when I think of consent and intoxication. Me too. Because I tell myself, on one hand, I shouldn't be getting that drunk. I should be controlling myself and I should be around people I, you know, trust while getting lit. Because at that point... No one around me should ever try me because I know that if something were to go wrong, you know, unfortunately, I know in my mind I would blame it on myself. I Mm -hmm. shouldn't have been that lit. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have been doing this. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have been drinking this much to the point where I'm incoherent. But then there's this other side of me where it's like, if i have a relationship or, you know, I'm with this, with someone, I'm feeling someone and I'm at the club, I'm living, I'm living my best Mm -hmm. life, you know, it's lit. Like, I'm lit. I know it's about to be a fun night. I don't know how to explain this. Like, what is a fun night versus something that could go terribly wrong Mm -hmm. and there's a fine line
1: Mm that the the
0: line becomes so much finer when you're intoxicated Mm -hmm. because you can't see that line anymore Mm -hmm. and so there's a a lot of times where the guy will skip all the stuff where it's like consent goes out the window once Mm -hmm. you're intoxicated sometimes and you don't even see what you're doing anymore and it's like damn that i just feels like that always leads to so much more regret and that's why i try not to do it but at the same time that shit is mad fun
1: and in an ideal world, you would just say, well, you shouldn't be doing anything with anybody while you're intoxicated then. Because hey, that would just take that's everything That's exactly away. what I'm telling myself. Right. But that's not realistic. Hey, because so. whenever oh. whenever it's a little bit of honey mm. or a little bit of Casamigos, mm. then we take it to the next level of, ooh, he's, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's no. feeling me. He's what's me. wrong with me? Patron makes <laughs> me hot. Right. And so like, what's also tricky with being intoxicated while trying to give consent or receive consent is that okay let's say you're in a situation where it's you and a guy who are you're both drunk Mm -hmm. and you look back and you are trying to say no but i know we've all been in situations where the words are not coming out Mm -hmm. you can literally i'm not even talking about sexually but you'll be with your friends you'll be drunk and you're so drunk that the words are not coming out like Mm -hmm. what you're thinking is not being articulated Mm -hmm. that happens a lot And it could happen where you're drunk and you're with a guy and you both are drunk and he starts doing stuff and you're trying to say no, but you can't. That's
0: exactly right. Like, you literally can't. That's really what happened to me. And this is what I I want to talk about. So, when I was 16, um, I was working at a summer camp and we did a scavenger hunt. And uh, whatchamacallit, we all got super, super lit. Obviously, Mm -hmm. the scavenger hunt requires you to drink. So, we pre-gamed and we were drinking throughout the scavenger hunt and it was a really good time. Uh, But unfortunately, at the end of the night, we all got out of it. Like, we had designated drivers for each car. And we all got out of the car. And this one guy just walked up to me and started kissing me. And I was like, that's freaking weird. Like, Mm -hmm. why did he just do that? Takes me to, like, inside the house, whatever. And I, looking back, like, waking up the next day or just, like, coming to. One, I'm sorry to admit I was underage drinking. But two, I should not have gotten that lit. Because it was to the point where I couldn't speak up for myself. And I knew as it was happening, the next day, I I was going to regret it. And mm-hmm. of course, the next day I regretted it. And to this day, can't follow him back on Instagram. Cannot look at him mm-hmm. because it was one of those moments where I'm not going to say he raped me because there was so many
1: other factors, at, that, other played factors that
0: played into it. So I would definitely never say that like, he raped me. But it was one of those situations where the consent wasn't there because I was so intoxicated. Right. The consent wasn't there. He wasn't in his right mind. And mm-hmm. I could see that. That's why I can't consider it rape because it wasn't malicious. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a malicious act. We were just both off it we were too young to be that off it
1: i mean like i first of all i appreciate you like sharing that guys i didn't know that happened so mm-hmm. um thank you for sharing that mm-hmm. but i also you just said it wasn't malicious so it wasn't rape
0: i know and that's uh, not true at
1: all damn. like that's not how it works the kindness and the humanity in us mm-hmm. says if you say the word rape then that means some like bad consequences are going to happen to this person you don't want to get them in trouble mm-hmm. you don't want them to be looked at as a rapist exactly I appreciate that, I do the same thing, which is why when I look back a lot of my own experience, I'm like, that wasn't rape. Mm-hmm. It 1000% was. I know he didn't mean it that way. I know. And in this situation, that's why I feel like, good point, intoxication is the hardest uh, like gray area. Because he wasn't in his right state of mind, so you can't really blame him. Mm-hmm. But practice makes perfect when it comes to consent. If he had usually consented when he was sober, he would have consented you when he was drunk. Mm-hmm. That doesn't change anything. Yeah. Like being honest. Like at the end of the day, it's all about practice. And I. It sounds way more simple than what it is. But in reality, it's like if somebody asked somebody per, for permission when they're having sex with them while they're sober, they would do the same thing while they were drunk. Most likely. I'm making a generalization, but it's like she just kind of excused what happened. That's so true. Because they were both drunk, and so I think. I don't, I'm not victim blaming at all. You already know that. Yeah,
0: definitely not. But
1: I've been in situations where I do stuff drunk too. Yeah. But there was situ- there was a situation a while ago where I was super young and I got drunk. I shouldn't have been drinking either. And...
0: Damn that underage drinking. Yes.
1: <laughs> and basically like one thing led to the next. I was coerced into having sex and I didn't know how to say no. Mm-hmm. And I was that drunk. Like yeah. I was that drunk to the point where I couldn't say no if my life depended on it. Yeah. Um and so was he so i couldn't necessarily blame him but it was just like dude like there are certain lines and that's why maybe at the end of the day i take back what i said earlier it is realistic to just be like we shouldn't do this yeah because at the end of the day you wake up the next day you don't even know if it was good or bad you don't know in reality what you were actually doing because you were that fucked up yeah when you're that drunk you can't do anything Knowingly, yeah, and you you turn around. And it's like not even that it was bad, not that I had a horrible time, but I wasn't able to say yes, I wanted this, yeah, yes, I asked for it. And what this comes back to is just understanding your own boundaries, mm-hmm. like when do you say no? When do you say enough is enough? Like, for example, Leanna brought up being around people you care about that care about you and know your limits. You can trust. For example, I'm going to just shout out this boy, John Mutu.
0: Yes, sir.
1: This man is one of the most stand-up men I've ever met in my yeah. life. Guys, please pay attention. Um, He is one of our best friend's boyfriends, and every time we've been out with him, we both, Leanna and I have both been extremely intoxicated around him.
0: And he's just so protective.
1: Does nothing but say, are you okay with this? Are you sure? He'll see me like even just dancing with Mm -hmm. a guy and I'm drunk and he'll be like, is this really what you want to do? Right. And he'll literally hold my face in his hands and be like, are you okay? He's
0: like, turn around and look at what you're doing, baby. <laughs> and as much as it, like, I will say, it, when I'm drunk, I'm like, John, leave me alone. Stop being my daddy. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, I need that. Exactly. Like, when you're trying to have a good time, you're trying to be lit and stuff like that, you just need someone to
1: check you. To check you. And be like, are you sure this is what you want to do? I hate to say this because I know it's controversial, but victim blaming is tough
0: mm-hmm. because
1: we kind of just did it to ourselves. You just did it to yourself. Yeah, you're okay. like, I shouldn't have gotten that drunk. No, you shouldn't have. Like, Definitely you know not. that. I know that. Right. We all know that because. You should never put yourself in situations where
0: you can't speak up for yourself. I have to interject here because I don't think it's victim-blaming. I think it's, for me, I think it's taking responsibility and taking accountability for No, that's what I was going to say, though. Yeah. That's
1: exactly where I was going. It's not victim-blaming if you understand that you played a role in the end result.
0: Yeah. That's why I say it wasn't rape, but I know that's not true. But it's like, I really was not in my right state of mind. And I saw how much he was drinking as well. We were both just off it.
1: Well, that's why, like, when we started the conversation and we said why is consent so hard to define is because as human beings, if you're humane at all and you have any amount, like the smallest amount of compassion in your heart, you're like, well, what was his intent? Yeah. And his intent wasn't to hurt you. Yeah. But the bottom line is the definition of rape is still the definition of rape. He still hurt me at the end The same day. way a guy who might like you and is years older than you might make you feel like he likes you enough to have sex with you and you mm. have sex with him it's still rape Mm -hmm. by definition because you, this is another gray area, being mentally mature enough to understand what's going on. Absolutely. When, I get it, when we're young, like when we're young we want to be
0: mature so badly badly. and
1: we're like he likes me i like her like the feelings are there what's stopping us love is love and it's like
0: baby (laughs) no
1: you don't even understand what you're doing he's too old for you yeah for you to understand the gravity of the actions that's why it's like when young girls get pregnant from situations like this or anything you're like she didn't know what she was doing Mm because had she realized a baby will real life come on you (laughs) You wouldn't have done none of that. You would have been like, yeah, no. But you're not thinking about that at the moment because you're too young to have that amount of responsibility on your mind.
0: Absolutely. And
1: so that's why, great example, guys, actually, of a gray area. It was hard for me and my friends to get through. We started watching Grand Army on Netflix. Mm -hmm. But perfect example. The girl was friends with... bunch of guys it was like five three or four guys she's best friends with and in her school this is like taking place I guess in like 2019 2020 she's known for being feminist she was just like well if guys and you guys can't focus and not sexualize me then that has nothing to do with me so bottom line was she was this girl that was known for like feminism and just like not being sexualized fast forward she's with all of her guy friends and one of the guys that really likes her they're all in a taxi and right before they got in the taxi they did drugs i think they smoked weed they might have done like another drug whatever the case may be they're in the taxi now going to their going to a party and she's done like her eyes are like open but like she's not able to really communicate how she's feeling and she's all over the place like she's all over the place she has she pulls out a dildo from her bag which i know this is kind of like graphic but she pulls out a dildo because she had i guess like whatever she had in her bag and she was like playing with it like they were all joking around and the next thing you know her friends these are her guy friends but they're all intoxicated her guy friends start kissing her and then they like basically pull her pants down and start fingering her to the point where like she's bleeding they don't even know she's a virgin like she's bleeding now and they don't even realize and the whole time she is like please stop like mm-hmm. stop stop and she's saying and she's not realizing that her volume is not what it should have been like she thought she was way louder than what she was she was like i said stop like i said stop when she went to school and eventually she found the courage to she started ripping her own air out out of stress Mm-mm. because she was just so like traumatized by the experience and She went to school and eventually pressed charges on her friends, and the guys were like, she wanted it. She was being super sexual. We're all friends. We already, you know how Joe is. Like, she's really sexual. She's all about her body. She likes showing parts of herself, and she had a dildo, and we were all kissing. We were having fun, and we're all friends. Mm. And that was a perfect example of, number one, being intoxicated, but two, almost like a version of date rape, where it's like they thought because they knew her so well that it was fine. Yeah. And she wasn't able to speak up for herself. And it made me so sad because I've been in a situation just like that where now you're exiled even from school Mm -hmm. and everybody's calling you names and, like, you're being known as, like, the class slut. But in reality, like... I never wanted any of that to happen anyway. yeah, It was a situation that went too far. Maybe I was intoxicated. Maybe I didn't know how to speak up for myself out of fear because these are my friends. And I know that they wouldn't hurt me either. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is that's exactly what happened. And I encourage you guys to watch it, even high schoolers to watch it, because things happen that fast mm-hmm. where you go from having a great time with all of your friends and you feel safe. No matter who you hang around with, you still have to be responsible for your own behaviors. Yep. Like, you can drink you're blue in the face but once things start going that way you now have to be like well I sh- you're right i shouldn't have gotten that job mm-hmm. or you're right i probably should have gone home when i wanted to go home or I should have turned around. I shouldn't have gone to his room. I shouldn't have went upstairs. I shouldn't have gone to the bathroom by myself. Yeah. Like There's always situations like that.
0: There are obviously so many great areas that I want to touch on. But unfortunately, we have to save some time for you guys because we don't want you here all night. But if you guys do have any great areas that you want to talk about, please hit, feel free to hit us up on Instagram, to email us, or hit us on um, our personal accounts. We always want to talk to you guys. We always want to hear what you have to say. But moving on to the last and final great area that I really want to touch on was power dynamics.
1: Two things about power dynamics. One, let's not all act like power is not sexy. There's something about a power dynamic that people often sexualize, um, whether it's like the things that come with it, like success or money or whatever the case may be, there is something sexy about a power dynamic. But it can also be tricky because sometimes we trust the wrong people in power because they're in power. And like specifically, I have an example where I was in college And I became really close to my advisor in college. And um, I started really trusting him because specifically he's older than me. And this was a guy that I was telling a lot of things to. I was telling him about my relationship, mostly because if my grades tended to fail or something, he would know why. It wouldn't just be like, oh, she's being lazy or oh, something happened. It was, okay, he understands that this is what's happening. At the same time, um, my dad and I weren't like extremely close at the moment. And I was having, like, some issues communicating with my own dad. So I looked to my advisor, who's also a male, as somebody I trusted. Mm -hmm. And I was telling him a bunch of stuff about myself that was super personal. Um, But, like, slowly I started realizing, like, the boundaries were being crossed. Mm -hmm. Um, I had told him things like... I was trying to work on being affectionate kind of or like guys had told me in the past I'm not that affectionate and so I remember like the hugging situation started changing like in the beginning I would come into his office I would sit down we would talk he would give me like a brief hug and we would have a great like counseling session and then soon like he started hugging me very differently like he would press his cheek up against mine he would hug me for a long period of time and when I would say something to him like that makes me uncomfortable he would be like well you know i know you're not used to this but like this is normal basically is what he would tell me like kind of gaslighting me in Mm -hmm. the essence of it Mm -hmm. and eventually like when i would stop answering his messages because he'd say things like i miss you or i love you i stopped answering and the only time i would respond to him is with um emails like if he would email me on our school email um and when I stopped responding to his personal messages, he stopped giving me information about like my academics, how many credits I needed left to graduate, and I mm-hmm. thought I was good. And so I found myself in my senior year having to take extra classes during winter break because the man was being petty because I wouldn't tell him I loved him back. And I took it like, I, I ended up saying something. I had screenshots and receipts and everything, but that was a situation where, like, there was a huge power dynamic. Yep. I trusted him because I'm thinking to myself, okay, he's my counselor. Right. He's my guidance counselor. You're he looking really to help him me. for
0: guidance, it's for, like, advisement. Yes. He has, he has, obviously, has the power to control your graduation date and what's going on with you. Exactly. And he used it to take advantage of you.
1: And I was so hurt because I was like, I hate to say it, but he was kind of like, In that moment at that time period he was like a surrogate dad for me Mm. because i was he was really the only male in my life that was older and like just related to me in that sense and i was super vulnerable and then for him to turn around it's like use it against you i was doing that in good faith literally just as a precaution like i started telling him about my life because I felt like I needed to. I was going through a lot of stuff and I could feel myself slipping. Mm -hmm. So I ended up telling him just so he knows, like, listen, I don't know what's going on in my grades right now, but I'm trying to finesse. I'm trying to figure it out. And by virtue, we became super close. And so he took advantage at the end of the day. Just somebody having money, Mm. somebody having a nice car, Mm -hmm. things that you don't have that you look to somebody else. Those Mm -hmm. can also be considered power dynamics. And it's okay to sexualize them sometimes, but you have to put boundaries on where you think things are okay and when they're not. Yeah. And the bottom line is this wasn't a situation where I felt like I didn't speak up for myself. I told him I was uncomfortable. I told him I felt like things were weird. And it was just like the straw that broke the camel's back was when the man was like, I love you. And yeah, I was like, "That's what yeah, do you mean? I love you. I miss you. Like, I want to see you. I miss your presence and your touch. And I was just like, you've only touched me by hugging me and squeezing me and pressing your cheek up against mine and me telling you i'm not comfortable with it and you telling me i'm bugging for speaking up about that Mm -hmm. because i'm not naturally affectionate it's like no that was me saying i don't consent to this and you're still doing it anyway and telling me that my insecurities and my past traumas are what prevents me from being okay with an inappropriate hug
0: and yes this is a very extreme situation but a lot of guys have done this before and girls will do it too when you use someone's insecurities or something that they have told you in confidence against them you obviously aren't coercing them yeah. into doing something or even guilt tripping them into doing something that you want them to do mm-hmm. and that is just the opposite of what we're trying to get across here. Yeah. It's absolutely unacceptable. Now moving fo- moving forward mm-hmm. you know like how much that can affect you yeah. and how much you can share with people and it's just sad that you can't be yourself around mm-hmm. people who you are supposed to trust. Mm-hmm.
1: All that being said um, I just wanted to wrap up by asking you guys and asking Liana what are some better ways that we can practice consent?
0: So I honestly have thought about this for a while mm-hmm. and as you were saying it communication is key mm-hmm. we know this but we've now realized that communication is key is is just like our, it's like the golden rule at this point. I mm-hmm. wish people could consider it that way because you have to be straightforward with the person. Mm-hmm. You have to let them know this is what I want, this is what I don't want. And mm-hmm. this is and it goes back to finding your voice in the bedroom. It goes back to comfortability, but it also goes back to you knowing your boundaries. Mm-hmm. And as we were talking about it, people tend to cross boundaries. If they cross the boundary, it's because you didn't like you it's hard for you to set it or it's hard right. for you to keep it in place. So, I would say keep your boundaries tight. Always ask for consent no mm-hmm. matter who you are. You are if you're a male, female, whatever you consider yourself to be. Ask for consent from mm-hmm. the partner that you're going forward to, and don't be afraid to kill the mood. As we spoke about before, it's not a mood killer if you're asking for consent because that's something that's thoughtful, it's caring, and it means that you want both of you to enjoy the experience. Mm-hmm. It's not just a one-sided thing because, as we've seen, we, there's some times where you'll wake the person will wake up and not want to do this anymore. So just right. take your time, really ask before you do, and even in the gray areas, if you want it, if you wouldn't do it sober, don't do it while you're intoxicated.
1: Absolutely what about you what's some better practices I think I'm gonna just I think I like the enthusiastic consent making sure there's a yes instead of absence of a no and I feel like that relates to so many people where like we just didn't hear nobody saying no blatantly Mm -hmm. so we continued um and uh, I did like more research about enthusiastic consent and uh, what stood out to me is that they still said, use positive body language, like making eye contact and blah, blah, blah as cues to show you that it's okay. No, I'm gonna not do that because it's very clear to me that my body language is not something people can read. Yeah. It's like, no matter how many times I look like I'm uncomfortable, it's still not enough for somebody to be like, no. So I think what I'm gonna practice implementing verbal consent, I want to hear, yes. Are you okay with this? Yes. Mm-hmm. Are you uncomfortable? Yes. Mm-hmm. Are you comfortable? Yes. I wanna hear that. You heard Leanna give that story about herself and what happened to her and then her turn around and like she played devil's advocate for both sides. I think that's super great. <laughs> Um, but at the same time guys don't be mad at a girl for telling you after the fact she wasn't okay with that absolutely she found her voice afterwards Mm -hmm. that's not her fault i it's not as easy as it looks Mm -hmm. we're we've gone through it already so now we know that we have to do certain things but it doesn't make that any easier for the next person Mm. whoever your partner is and is like you know what i really didn't have a good time and it didn't make me feel good and i felt like blah 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 that's not them calling you a rapist that's not them calling you a sexual predator that's just them voicing that how we went about this this last time it didn't make me feel good
0: yeah and obviously we are two i want to continue to stress this we are two heterosexual women mm-hmm. so when we refer to everything we are speaking we are speaking to guys but again it goes both ways women please do not ever feel entitled to the man's body as i mentioned before yeah and guys i wish like i hope you guys hear this and remember to speak up next time you feel uncomfortable next time you don't want to do something because i know there's times where you don't feel like doing something and you kind of force yourself to do it Mm -hmm. you don't need to you don't need to and even if the girl is like i know it's hard if she's begging or whatever but just think of it if the situation if the roles were reversed you wouldn't want to be doing that to someone else Mm -hmm. so if you don't want to do it speak up and say your part and just make sure that you make clear your
1: voice is heard yeah your voice is heard I think what you did tonight was a great example because I feel like I don't even want to say this, but Me Too and like the feminist movement mm-hmm. automatically, often it's just like he did that to you and that's that. There is no compassion for somebody that was intoxicated himself yeah. or themselves. Yeah, there's no understanding there. It's just cut and dry. Yeah. And I. And I feel like because there are obviously laws in place for people that rape people or sexually harass or assault other people, we automatically are afraid to say something because of the consequences that might happen. Mm -hmm. But I think that what we really need in reality is just a little bit of compassion. Like, I just wanted you to understand why what you did was not okay in the future. Not that I want you to go to jail or something deserves to happen to you because all rapists didn't do that with malicious intent. All people that sexually uh, um, assaulted somebody didn't do it knowing that they were sexually assaulting somebody. Sometimes that's why we're having this conversation is just to get across the point that consent is super important, even if it's somebody you know and love.
0: Because when you think about it, putting it in layman terms, you don't want it to come back and bite you in the ass. So just... At the end of
1: the day, this is selfish, low-key. Right, it really is. Watch out for yourself and look out for other people.
0: Yeah, make it it clear so that you don't have any consequences later. Just make clear from jump, and that's all you can really do.
1: Yeah, so I hope we let you guys in on a a conversation that you needed to be a part of. Yeah. And that this reminded you of something. Next week, we'll be back with with another another episode. episode. Bye, guys.